Welcome back. It's episode 67 of the Hockey House podcast presented by OptumX Sports. I'm your host, Mackenzie Murphy, joined alongside tonight by Colin Fitzgerald, Stephen Glick, and our executive producer, David Herman, as we bring you all the latest news from around the ACHA and CHF off-seasons. We got a new location this time around, recording in my car in the staff parking lot. Glad the hotspot is working for now. Excited to get things rolling here this week. Fitzy, we'll check in with you. How's the last couple of weeks been? Pretty uneventful, playing puck whenever I can, grinding, trying to make it to the SP. Right now, I'm just with Binghamton, a couple free agent camps coming up for the SP, so we'll see what uh, what happens. But yeah, not much going on as of late. It's a pretty nice spot to be in, though, where like you, you have your contract with the Black Bears and you can kind of just like kind of poke around in the SP. It's been kind of weird. We have a new coach uh, this coming year for Binghamton, and he's like calling me, our, our assistant coach, he's calling me, and they're like trying to figure out like if I'm going to be back or what's going on. So yeah, it's it's been kind of funny i had a question from my dad this week he wanted me to ask you about it because he was in the worcester area with chris sale being in there little rumor going around that it was actually your brother who broke the tv and not chris sale i can confirm that, that that's true actually the weekend or the week that i was there father's day week that week he uh i think he threw his helmet at it or his bat at it he, he didn't even i think he threw it off to the side he was explaining and it like ricocheted so like it wasn't intentional but yeah he took us to the locker room then on father's day and he he just kind of points to the tv and he's like yep uh i might have to pay for that so then when sale did his number on it he texted us and he's like well i might be off the hook boys <laughs> yeah because my dad was like i think he was like grocery shopping because my brothers were playing in a hockey tournament nearby in marlboro he, he's just like always snooping around the newspapers and the local worcester paper like had a headline and it was about sale paying for the tv but how your brother was the one who originally broke it talking about how he was off the hook for it because sale you know reimbursed the the worcester red sox with a new tv but i thought it was funny seeing your brother in the headline Glick, how's the internship? How's Cincinnati? Oh, it's been great. I honestly can't complain. The city of Cincinnati is kind of growing on me. At first, I was like, didn't really see what's so special, but it's really growing on me. I've been really enjoying my time. Pretty big news in the hockey world in my life is we, since we last spoke, we were able to announce our new head coach for next year. Adam Calabresi is coming in from D3. He's a fellow goalie just like me. So uh, the boys are super excited, super pumped to have him on next year. We're just excited for the season to start. I actually didn't even realize how like kind of close we are getting to the season. I guess the summer's been flying by. Like I think I saw a team talk about like you know approaching sixty days almost. I think it was I can't. Somebody's playing in like the second week of September. Like there, that's right around the corner, and uh, you know start getting the group text going and making sure all the guys are ready. But it's getting to be that that time of year for sure. I uh, I resonate with you, Glick, talking about like you know the city warming up to you. Like today on my off day, like I didn't need the GPS, knew how to get to Target, uh, knew how to get to Dunks, knew how to get to Dicks to to get everything I needed. You know, I needed more deodorant, more toothpaste, more sunscreen, that kind of thing. And then we've reached the point where my the stick I was using for roller hockey. The, you know, the heel is just completely gone. So I had to go to Dick's to get a new roller hockey stick. I got a nice, I think it's like a Sherwood 5000. $24 that'll get me through the rest of the summer. I did, you know, try to break it in today and now I've got blisters all over my hands. So good as new. Like I said, the summer's flying by. It's been great. I know I kind of hinted at there was a, a chance I was going to record in the bunk tonight, but I think the kids would have gotten back from soccer and that probably would have just turned into a gong show if they walked in and saw my microphone. I think you got to bring the Sherwood out for tryouts. You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. The only, Maybe, I'm, I think I would have to do a different one. The only issue is it's pretty small because I have an extension on my stick, so I could make it work, but I, I taped it up real good today, and, and, and I was... 
I was impressed by it, you know, had a good flex on it. But then I switched uh, my stick with like no heel on it. I was like, oh my gosh, this thing feels like five, you know, it feels like a feather holding it. So I, maybe, uh, I, I think it's like the the penguins. I'm pretty sure Sidney Crosby uses like a wooden stick once a week in practice so that he can, you know, it's like playing with a weighted stick. And then his stick handling is much better when he, you know, plays with a lighter stick. So uh, if it works for Sid, maybe it'll work for me. Have you seen those, like they call them stick wraparounds and it's that plastic, you can put it, you basically use your game stick that you would use at Syracuse and you just wrap around a plastic thing. It's pretty cool. My siblings and I got those a couple of years ago for like stocking stuffers uh, for Christmas and I lost mine. Did the job really well. The only issue is it made your stick feel a lot like heavier and it was kind of awkward to shoot. But if you were playing with like a ball, like a street hockey ball, it worked perfectly. But the pucks weren't, weren't exactly ideal with that, but it, it did come in handy. Also highlight of my week, I'm hoping the video comes out soon. The video crew for the summer camp, I guess one once a summer, they come to the rink with us and they film. So they were on the ice the whole time. We did a shootout on the kids and like the camera followed me in to shoot. And I was going in against, uh, let's see, he had, I think he's like 13 or 14 year old goalie. I walked in and like did the Oliver Wallstrom mini one-on-one where like you pick up the puck and do the Michigan and spin around, tucked it top right, right in front of the camera. So like, I'm hoping that makes like the highlight video this week. That might be the highlight of my hockey career if that video gets published. Uh, I could probably retire at that point. I don't think it'll get any better than that, but it was the oldest goalie in the camp. I just, I'm not like doing this against an eight year old. It'll probably be the highlight of my summer doing that in front of the kids. Speaking of, of summer camp and you know, it going well, this week's guest is John Desmond. He was the captain at Western Michigan this past season. Good buddy of mine, him and I are on the roller hockey staff here together at Camp Winterdew. So we'll get to that in a bit for all the Camp Winterdew people listening into this episode. We will get to that shortly, but we got some news to cover from around the league. I did want to just touch on it briefly here. As always, we're trying to do our best to promote the league and you know the CEHF and the ACHA in any way we can and doing whatever we can to get as much engagement. And normally that comes at like, you know, tagging Butchergrass and anything that we do to get a retweet because he's usually pretty good about doing that. So um, with all the drama about the mega conferences going on, there was a trend on Twitter where people were like taking college logos and being like, oh, leaked mega conference. And then it would like spell something out with the college logos. So I saw that. I said it to her and I was like, yeah, like, have you seen these? Like, it's pretty cool. And I I gave it a shot and spelled out club hockey is college hockey with, you know, that's Butcher Gross is like saying he he says it all the time on Twitter. And I was like, oh, like this will get him. He'll retweet this for sure. Sure enough, send out the tweet. We got the graphic ready to go. Within like 30 seconds, Grinelli from Spent Chiglets liked it. And I was like, oh, let's go. Like, yeah, it's not a retweet, but like it'll show up on his feed that he liked the tweet. No joke. Two minutes later, I checked Twitter and Butchergrass is tweeting it out. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's like a bummer that he didn't tag us in it. But like, at least he posted it. Like, that's cool. I click on the image and he had cropped the Hockey House logo out of the graphic. And I was like, well, now this is a real bummer because I just spent all that time making the graphic, promoting the Hockey House, promoting club hockey just for Butchergrass to see it, not even interact with it, screenshot it, crop it, and repost it. So now I'm like, this is really odd because, you know, Butchergrass has tweeted out, it's already at 300 likes, like 40 retweets. Like, the people love this. All the other teams were like retweeting it because it's Butchergrass and Herm calls and we, we figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna call him out on Twitter. Like, it's uncalled for. As a club sports, we often find ourselves, you know, 
playing with the line of plagiarism because of logo use and all that. But, you know, this is just in good fun putting logos together and wanting to spread, you know, the message that we're doing. And so I called Butcher Grass out and I kind of put my phone away and, and go to dinner. I get back from dinner and my phone is just like blown up with notifications. Like, um, I want to shout out Ann Tokarski. She was one of the first people to retweet it and, you know, kind of call out Butcher Grass for doing it. But then at that point, like friends of friends were seeing it and chiming in and the creative world really stood up and was calling out Butcher Grass. Eventually he takes down the tweet, but my tweet's still going. I think at, at this point it's over a thousand five hundred likes, which is pretty sweet. He responded. I guess I let me see if I have the tweet pulled up and I can read it. So Butchergrass responds, he goes, just trying to spread your work, period won't do that again, um, which a lot of people, I don't really know, like the way he words the tweet doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like it either sounds like either he won't plagiarize again or he won't spread my work again. I, it's really hard to tell what he was. And I think a lot of people were confused by that. So everyone was chiming in on that tweet. Anytime this happens, it's like more people talking about the hockey house, more people talking about the ACHA. It's not exactly how he drew up the play, but that's just kind of the theme of, of club hockey as a whole. And you just kind of roll with the punches, which is a bummer because we've spent all this time and effort to try to get Bucci Grass on the podcast and to have this happen was a huge bummer, you know, but we got plenty of other guests lined up for, you know, the rest of the summer as we head into the next season. So we're really excited about that. We thank everybody for the support, you know, kind of standing up to Bucci Grass on that one. And we really appreciate it. And on the same note of the mega conferences, Big Ten announced that USC and UCLA were going to join um, as members and that all of the sports would join the Big Ten Conference. Fitzy is an IU guy. I mean, this has got to be weird seeing some California teams join the Big Ten, but there's a lot of talk about what if these teams join the hockey conference? I know Illinois is not on that path anymore. UCLA and USC's hockey teams were in the spotlight for a bit there, talking about what would happen if they did join the conference. Uh, Fitzy, as our designated Big Ten guy, just want to get your thoughts on this mega conference. I think it'd be sick. Obviously, the tradition is speaks for itself. So adding adding these teams, I think it could only create some incredible rival, rivalries down the road. So um, I'm all for it. The Big Ten has a lot of possibilities, too, with hockey. You know, just so many of those schools are, like, in hockey areas. I think it's only a matter of time, you know, before we see the Illinois, the Indianas, the Northwesterns, like, those schools, the Maryland. Like, they're going to get it at some point. It's just a matter of time. So it would be really cool. You know, if the West Coast teams decided to join Arizona State and, you know, those hockey hotbeds. Herm, I'm going to I'm going to need your help here. And uh, I mean this in the nicest way possible. We have like basically the Olympics going on in Israel right now for Jewish athletes. Right. Have you heard of this before? This is my first time hearing about it. But we got a bunch of ACHA guys playing in it. And I wanted to give you a chance to chime in. So this is really funny because my exposure to the Maccabi games comes from my uncle playing in it. When he was playing minor league hockey in the 90s, he had a ton of fun going to Israel representing the U.S. So I am very, very familiar with the event. Murph, I'm a little offended you forgot that I'm also Jewish and didn't ask for my opinion. I didn't know if it was a tough subject with you because they didn't call you to come play goalie for them. So I didn't, you know, I wanted to get give you time to settle in here. No worries. Um, I mean, I do know about it. I was going to play it 
when I was like in the younger ages, it was just the money wasn't there. And I've just been have internships that summer. So I didn't even look into it, but I do know it's a pretty cool experience. I do know people have done it and you know, it's definitely awesome to see some ACHA representation out there. Yeah. And so I wanted to give some shout outs to the guys that we know that are playing it. I'm sure there's a m- a more ACHA guys playing in it or CHF guys. We just don't know at this point, but here's the list we have going. And I want to thank Asher Motu of DePaul goalie there. He's the one who kind of brought it to our attention about all the guys playing in it. Lots of Arizona guys. We got Jesse Lowell and Brody Selman both playing for Team USA. Asher, the DePaul goalie, is on USA. And then Zach List, Western New England guy, but he's transferring to South Carolina. Uh, he has not played in the CHF yet. He ha- is playing for Team USA, and he had an assist in today's 10-2 win over Israel. Brody Selman, uh, we just posted the video, just absolutely broke a defense of his ankles with 10 seconds left in the game to make it 10-2. Also, Brandon Avizov from Stony Brook as well. And then playing for Canada, we have Duke Litwin. He's also a U of A guy. And then playing for Israel, we have uh, Frankie Horowitz, who... Uh, is a former NYU player. And then we also, sounds like there's one other player playing for Team Israel from McKendry. Uh, We just haven't gotten a name yet, but we are looking into that. Uh, If you do know of anybody playing in the games, be sure to send us a DM and let us know. We want to give them a shout out. Yeah, another viral reel on our hands. Herm added this to the notes. David Pasternak chiming in in the Hockey House comments today, which is always good to see. I'm not sure David Pasternak knows what the ACHA is, but love to see him supporting the boys in the Hockey House. This is from our real... Uh, with the Jamestown player on the ice skating around in warm-ups with the halfy. And it's just like a classic. Like we all know a hockey player who skates like that. And so uh, it must have been pulling up on Pasta's Instagram because he chimed in, which was always cool to see. It's cool to see when we get the guys commenting that have blue check marks. And then when I like double-checked it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is David Pasternak. Like, let's go. Stick taps this week. Still going strong. Louis Shanks is continuing his journey across the country in rollerblades. At this point, he started in L.A. and he's made it all the way through Ohio. I didn't even get a chance to really look at the map. Pretty much just trucking along. I can't believe how fast he's doing it. I I didn't know how long it was going to take him, but I feel like if I had to have guessed, I would have guessed it would take him a lot longer than he's on track for. Still really cool. We're excited for him to uh, to get to New York City. As always, if you want to follow along, be sure to follow his journey at Louis Shanks on Instagram or at one zero for ten. That's ten for ten, but you know the number one zero for ten. Question of the week. We got a lot of responses on this one. So many responses. I think we just have to re, you know, evaluate the ACHA and the CHF rinks. There are probably a lot of bad ones. Everyone has a couple on their schedule every season. Everyone chimed in. There were so many responses that I didn't even bother filtering through them. I figured I would just pull up Instagram and we would read through them. I wanted to give everyone a chance to answer with their own personal worst rink. And then I'll, I'll kind of read some of the other popular responses. Glick, I'll have you start here. Mine is going to come all the way from freshman year i would have to say cornell's club team from the outside the rink seems pretty nice it's one of those rinks that's like a sports complex they have an indoor soccer field basketball court i'm like okay this is a pretty nice rink then you walk in and you feel like you're in an ice box you know it was early fall so it wasn't too cold outside still it was pretty it was a nice fall weather and you walk in and you will wish you had your winter coat and like your ski boots on it was absolutely freezing. And of course, everyone's like wearing their shorts and t-shirt. And that was the game where I was supposed to start and I forgot my jersey at home. So I got a chance to be a scratch that weekend. And the cold just made that weekend and that game just so much worse. So I guess maybe that's why I have such a big disdain for that rink. Yeah, that's that's tough. Fitzy, what about you? What's what's the worst rink that you've played in in your time in the ACHA? The Hoosier faithful is not going to be happy to hear this, but Frank Southern 
my my home rink when I played at Indiana. It was it was tough. The locker rooms were really small. I don't even know what other teams would think when they'd walk in there. Um, the Friday night games, they'd have the open skate going beforehand, so they're just chewing up the ice, and the ice already sucked as it was. So by the time you know you're ready to play at nine o'clock, it it's it wasn't going to be good. You can reach up and you know touch the ceiling with your uh, stick. The seating was brutal. If if it got too hot outside, the ice might melt and you might not have your game. It's it was there wasn't much good about the Frank. Um, one other thing, you take like two strides and you're you're through the neutral zone. So it's uh it, it wasn't great. That felt like a common theme reading for the, through the comments, and I think I've I've ragged on them enough. But Chelsea Piers was another popular vote. Same deal. Tiny neutral zone can reach up and touch the ceiling with your stick. I don't even know if it was the most popular one, but it was one of the one it was up there in terms of, you know, bad rinks. But Herm, in the rinks that you've traveled to in your time at Ohio, what were some of your more miserable experiences? The one that stands out to me is probably uh West Virginia's rink. So Morgantown Ice Arena. The seating is just strange. There's like four corner bleachers and there's no proper stands whatsoever. It's more of like a community rink than it is like somewhere where you'd expect to to have a place have full stands or anything like that. We got more fans uh, traveling from Athens, the 45 minute drive than they brought for that game, which was really, really funny as the Bobcats just absolutely pumped them. It was like 10-2 or something like that, 10-2, 11-2. We had this question in the... ACHA, CHF offseason poll. Additionally, one of the features that I'm able to generate is a word cloud. So it takes all of the responses and the ones that are very common are, are larger and in, in the center of the graphic. And there's just this big NYU in the center of the of the word cloud. It's it's so funny. So it's like NYU, West Virginia, Illinois, and I would imagine that's just because of the size of the rink. One of the comments said, uh, Illinois stairs plus triple XL service. Having suffered through several late nights at the Big Pond, it is taxing to to try and work with. Yeah, so Morgantown got a lot. Uh, Illinois got a lot. Chelsea Piers got a lot. Uh, some votes for Dayton. ECU voted for themselves. Sounds like that is is a tough place to play. My vote was the rinks on Long Island, Stony Brook. That's a tough place. Uh, small locker room, bad lighting. Uh, they got the free skate going before the game, so the ice is chewed up. Um, that was my vote. But yeah, a lot of West Virginia. We got some Louisville. Uh, Toledo with a lot of votes. Um, this one says Toledo is a dump, plus it's in Ohio. Uncalled for. <laughs> But yeah, everyone's chiming in. There's a lot of West Virginia. GCU with a lot of votes, too. Of course, they got the uh, the Christmas tree hanging from the ceiling uh, for the figure skating show. So everyone was chiming in to voice their opinion on this one, which was pretty comical to see the responses. And uh, we're working to get a graphic and a social media post up with the results from that end-of-season survey so that everybody can see you know, these kinds of results. Like I mentioned before, we've got a great interview. Our guest this week is John Desmond. Uh, he's you know my co-worker here at Camp Winterdew, captain of the Western Michigan University Stallions, brought to you by Optimax Sports, and they provide you the opportunity to build and manage your own website, the best part. Your first year is free. Uh, Herm and I met with them today they've got some exciting new features coming out so stay tuned for that but it's going to be a game changer when it comes to managing your website and making sure it's the most up-to-date 
and most professional looking. So you're going to want to get on board with this. And if you're interested in signing up, be sure to use our referral link at optimxsports.com slash sign up slash hockey house pod. One of the big takeaways that I had with the conversation with Shuey is how positive the reception has been from the ACHA and CHF about Optimex and our partnership together. So it's just really cool to hear him say that there are teams constantly joining either once a day, once every other day, and so much of it is is coming from the leagues that we love. So it's really, really cool to see the, the support that you guys have given them as a result of the partnership. It's cool knowing that people listen to us and they like our advice as well which is awesome. And a lot of people ask, like, are you guys just doing this for like the sponsorship? Or you, you just have to say that? Like, no, we truly love Optimax. They have the same goal in mind as we do to grow the ACHA and the CHF. So we love working with them. But on that note, it's time to head to the interview. As always, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We're pleased to be joined by former captain of the Western Michigan University Stallions, my boss actually at Camp Winterdew, John Desmond. Welcome to the show here. Thanks for having me, man. I was just thinking, can't believe I went from a anonymous Twitter follower to a guest on the show. I'm sure the boys at Western Michigan are going to get a kick out of this. Yeah, it's actually wild. I mean, we can get into it. For those listening, this is the second ever in-person Hockey House interview. First one was the first ever guest, Ford Hatchet, and that was in the original Hockey House at Syracuse. We are a long ways away from there right now in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, according from HQ here at Camp Winnedu. Wild turn of events, but the roller hockey staff is is pulling a late night tonight to record this episode, and uh, we're happy John is here with us. So John, just kind of give us a backstory before we get into like how you and I met kind of how you got into hockey, where you played hockey growing up, and what led you to Western Michigan. Yeah, for sure. I'll start with my hockey career as a young kid growing up. I'm from a small suburb of Lamont, Illinois. I played Junior Fury, Chicago Junior Fury. I'm sure a lot of people know the Chicago Fury. I played in the House League portion of that same organization. I started, I had a background with uh, my brothers playing hockey. I had cousins and uncles, so it was just in the family tree. I played where they played. No one was really educated in uh, like the AAA world in my family. We just played what's affordable, what was nearby and what was fun. I started in third grade. So, you know, I don't have one of those classic outdoor on the pond when I was three years old stories or anything. Started in third grade, played house league until I was a freshman in high school and just played for my local high school that year. I played for varsity. I made my way to double A in Chicago for the Orland Park Vikings. My favorite club I've ever played for, the Chicago Hawks. I'll Chicago Hawk for life. Had an awesome coaching staff with Steve Pops. He was a former Chicago Blackhawks defenseman. So, you know, when I met him, I'm like, this is the coolest guy I'll ever meet for the rest of my life. What year of high school was this? I started playing for them my junior year. So it was uh, U18 my first season. So I finished off U18 second year, same program, same coaches. It was awesome. From there, like I said, I wasn't really educated in college hockey either or juniors or anything. I never, my brother stopped after high school. I was like, no way. I don't know what's next, but hockey's next either way. So I was just looking at what ACHA hockey was, figuring out what club is versus NCAA. I knew NCAA wasn't in my realm. I was just playing double A in Chicago. So I wanted to go to either Western Michigan Iowa State or Illinois State, three for three ACHA hockey teams. And honestly, no good reason or anything. I picked Western Michigan. I just thought 
it was cool. So I ended up there my freshman year. It was D3 ACHA Western Michigan second season ever. I think they had like 20 kids their first year. My first year at Western was their second year. They had like four returners of 22 kids. So I come into basically a brand new program, went to tryouts, didn't even bother going to D1 tryouts because I didn't even know what that was about. I just figured they're probably unreal. I'll, I'll go to D3. And so I made the team. We played one game. I didn't even have the right jersey on. You know, like we were swapping jerseys from the D1 team. After that first game, my coach named me captain, which was an honor. It was awesome. You know, I was a freshman captain of the ACHA team, but I was also with only other freshmen. So it was cool, though. And Which uh, was basically like, it's like when you're like a freshman in high school and you're like a captain of the JV team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I even remember my dad's like calling his friends at work. He's like, yeah, my son's made the captain of the team. I'm like, well, everyone else is freshman too you know like we're all in this new boat together on this new program so i think i played eight games my freshman year and the division one coach called me up i played five games for the d1 program and after my fifth game he stopped calling me stopped texting me hey you know we don't don't need you anymore and in my head you know i'm like what i do i want to stay where i was so i find out over winter break i give the D1 coach a call and I'm like hey it was awesome playing with you guys I really want to stay there for the long run and he's like oh us too there's a rule though where after your sixth game you can't come back down so if you play six games for a D1 program you're stuck there you can't go down to D3 and so we were both thinking the other one didn't want that six game to happen he thought I wanted to stay with the team I started with I thought I was like a healthy scratch you know <laughs> and I'm like no I would I want to be on this team we just did it it was okay with my coach the boys understood everyone was like we do it too I played about 11 games of D3 and then finished my freshman year with the D1 program and stayed there until my senior year that's wild you basically got stripped of your captaincy too right like <laughs> well yeah so it was hilarious with so Wait, I did, did they put a c on the jersey that didn't match no no i wasn't even my jersey like i said okay. it, it was the first game too so it wasn't even announced yet so i did get a c on my d3 jersey but it's the same jersey either team you're on we use the same numbers for the two squads because oh, okay. yeah so it's mostly like you know, there's a number eight on both teams because if one team's home, the other one will be away. It's the same set of unis. Oh, for the most gosh, part. Yeah. For the most part. Well, that's what I noticed about Iowa State watching at Natty's, like their D1, D2, D3. I think they ordered like numbers one through 80. Okay. Yeah. And that way, like, there's no, like, you can get called up and down. Yeah. And you never have to worry about it. Because there was a guy, right. like, why is this guy, like, the captain of the team wearing 57? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he's probably had it since freshman year. That's why, I mean, learn something new every day on the podcast that there's yeah. a limit on number of games you can play before getting called up. Yeah. So it's your sixth game in a semester. So after first semester, it would restart to zero. I don't want to be going up and down. I I want to play on this program. And he's like, oh, we want you too. We just thought, you know, you were like, you know, whatever. Communication is good in relationships. For sure. For <laughs> sure. But uh, what you were saying about the CMI jersey, it was funny. I remember my first game, or it might have been like my third by now. Like I was a little bit gelling with the D1 boys, but like, you know, I'm still the new guy. They've had half the season together. But uh, so there wasn't a quick enough turnaround. So I have my D3 jersey with the C on. So I'm in the locker room with the D1 boys. I got a C on my jersey. You know, I'm joking in the warmups. I'm like, all right, boys, what I say goes. And they're like, who is this kid? Like, 
I'm just trying to mess around. And then, you know, it's all fun and games, but they're like, enough out of you. <laughs> so you wore it in the games? I wore it in the game. They didn't make you like tape over it or anything? Nothing. We played Michigan Dearborn, who were unreal my first year. And yeah, still what, what are. year was that? Like 2018, 19. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they go to Natty's every year. Yeah, they beat us, you know, like by double digits. Like, yeah. the, and, you know, I'm wearing a C, so like <laughs> I'm getting tripped. And I'm like, dude, I'm just honored to be at this rink, you know, like my coach before my, like my third or fourth game, he's upstairs with like a needle, like ripping the threads, <laughs> on, like with the C. And I'm like, leave it, leave it. Like, just, so it was funny. That's bizarre. We we had a guy, Cam Francis from Roger Williams. He came on and he, they had taken the C off from the he it was like a classic he was a freshman yeah the senior before him was the okay. captain yeah he had to wear it and then by the time they took it off there was just like a faded c <laughs> there so like he was just stuck with it for the yeah. rest of his time but that is an unreal story and we didn't even get to like the intro like where i say like what was your welcome to the acha moment i mean that sounds like that was that was your welcome to the ACHA that was moment. it yeah it was still my first semester of freshman year and i'm stuck with the c on my jersey for the d1 team that i don't even know all the guys first and last names yet and they're like who's this kid yeah so that was definitely it just playing and it was cool i'm from uh like i said chicagoland area so my first game was against illinois state at their barn and there's plenty of chicago guys that we're going to Western Michigan. So the starting five were all Chicagoland kids. So we're all standing there. It was a cool That's picture sweet. we got. And yeah. they play at a pretty sweet arena, right? A huge arena. Yeah, like full bowl. I don't know who the like main team is there. I think I looked this up one time because I was I was going back and forth with Herm. We were like, why does Illinois State play at this giant arena? Was it the Bloomington Thunder? I think they had a USHL team. There. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Because even, you know, like no judgment against them. We get 30 people max at our yeah, game. Yeah. So you know there's a million seats with our parents there but it's still sick that's like a cues like we played a tiny rink but like if we get 200 it's like uh in quotation marks sell out like yeah yeah it's an awesome rink yeah compared to yeah what we had if we had like 15 people by warm-ups we're like (laughs) we're cruising tonight we got a crowd now that we're talking about the rink western michigan no secret do you guys have a division one ncaa team i mean that is a barn like sold out every night right oh yeah lawson yeah And, and so you guys don't get to play there correct no, the Lawson Lunatics, they're an unreal crowd. They're like the coolest part about Western Michigan. So within my four years, I played one game there and it was my senior year. So it was real cool being able to be like telling the freshmen like, yo, this is awesome. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. been here for four years, like 100 games. And we've never played here. You're in, you know, a week, like five or six. Like, this is awesome. Like, don't get used to this. Yeah, it was awesome. So they play right on campus. I'm actually like probably the closest living community to to the rink like the parking lot to the rink was one tree line away from my apartment parking lot uh-huh. so we just walked to the rink on that game day so that was awesome who'd you guys play we played grand valley which was so this was their first year in division one and for whatever reason we no joke played them like seven or eight times like all over the map so we played them at their rink our acha rink we played them at Lawson. Like we we played them the same team in like four different arenas in the same year. It was, it was their first year in Division One. Yeah, and they won. Our they won league. the conference. They, they yeah. beat Adrian. Yeah, they upset Adrian in the semifinals, and, and then, then Davenport, Davenport in the final. I'm pretty sure they upset Davenport too. Like I don't remember what yeah. the comeback was, but it was a heavy one, and That's then ended wild. in overtime. Yeah. I mean, how far of a drive off campus are you guys going for your home rink? Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. 10, 15 minute drive, and you know it's impossible to 
explain who we are to college students at Western with the varsity team. <laughs> it's impossible for me to explain. Yeah, to it doesn't even like, make sense. You know, my mom's still asking, what are you? <laughs> who are you guys? You know, it doesn't even make sense to me. Even I'm like, well, we're, you know, yeah. everyone listening to knows what club hockey is compared to NCAA. But uh, so, yeah, the rink was 15 minutes away. We had our own locker room, which was unreal, which uh, so I think the problem with Lawson, they just didn't have a room for us to have full time. Yeah. And I'm on the same page with whoever made the decision. I'd rather just have our own rink, have our own locker room, than lugging it back and forth on yeah. campus, having our smelly gear in dorms, you know. Well, that's what, like, it's funny you say that, too, because Ford Hatchet was the guy who did, we did the last in-person interview with. He always argued, yes, we have the rink on campus, but we don't have the locker room. Yeah. He was like, I would much rather drive 10 extra minutes to the rink to have a place with a locker room in it where you can just, like, always have your stuff you got the logo on the carpet yeah it's at least like a home right opposed to and i guess by the time this is interviewing we'll hopefully have a better idea of how much fundraising syracuse hockey has done for the locker room project yeah he always made that point now the interesting part about western you bring up how hard it is to tell people about like what the acha is western is not able to use like the logos and the name like i mean nc state is the same way syracuse was almost like that for a little bit South Carolina doesn't get to use the logo. Kind of yeah. walk us through what it's like being a Western Michigan stallion. Oh, yeah. Stallions, loud and proud. We'd even have uh, my first two years, every time we're away, they're the Western Michigan Broncos or the home team. They don't know the story of we're not the Broncos. So our coach is like stomping his foot. He's like, we're the stallions. And we're like, oh, it's cool to be the Broncos, you know, like let them have it. Keep calling us that. Yeah, like no but, one's uh, going to send like a cease and desist letter for the PA announcer. Yeah. So it is a bummer. You know, we all want to be the Broncos. We feel like we should be. It's just, you know, who knows who's in charge of not letting us copyright it or whatever the right terminology is. It's cool. This year we had our 25 year anniversary. So we had throwback stallions colors to the original. They were black and red instead of Westerns, brown and gold. You know, it has its cool things. It has its we wish it was just easy and we were the Broncos. Yeah. But there was actually one time when uh, we were playing Colorado College. You know how every team has like the warm-up sheet of like the starting five, the roster, time of warm-ups, time of puck drop, whatever. They printed out the Western Michigan Broncos hockey team instead of us. So, you know, it has like the starting center and then like Fargo Force, USHL. <laughs> you know, the winger plays null. The goalie was in the U show too. And our coach is just reading this and he knows it's not us. So he's like, oh my God, this team is going to beat us by 20 goals. Like who is out of nowhere? They're like, who are we playing? We didn't know all these people were playing. So he's like sweating, you know, he's like, this is going to be insane. We just took a flight all the way to Colorado to probably lose by a hundred. And so he's reading it in warmups and he's like, these are the Broncos. They're like, they printed their team, our own college thinking we were them. So they're probably thinking too, both teams are going to lose by a hundred because our coach thought it was them. They thought it was us. And we figured out, you know, it was just neither team playing. But so that was a nightmare for both ends. Both teams were like, oh no, we're about to get rolled. Wait, you played Colorado, like Boulder, Colorado? No, Colorado College. I don't know their mascot. Are they like black and gold? They're yellow for sure. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they ended up actually rolling us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's funny. Do you guys had the Stallion throwback jerseys, which are pretty sweet? I mean, the first time I really got word of the Stallions was the Zamboni or the Olympia incident at Bird Arena. I remember exactly where I was, where I got that video sent to me. I was like, I have to post this right away. But 
Walk us through. I mean, you guys usually play Ohio like every year, right? Actually, last year, I believe, was the first time in my four years that we played them. But uh, yeah, it might be a regular rotation now. Yeah, the Zamboni incident. I think it was, I don't remember if it was after warmups or like going into the first period or to start warmups. But, you know, we're just waiting. They have one sheet of ice on their campus. Awesome rink. We're just, you know, and we took a bus ride there. So we have bus legs. We're waiting all yeah. day. And then we get to the rink. We're getting ready for warmups. Someone in the comes in our locker room or talks to our coach and he relays the message and he's like, Zamboni's stuck in center ice. You know, it's going to be a delay. We're going to wait a little bit. So everyone's like, okay, whatever. Like we'll restretch, whatever time goes on. And our coach is like, okay, this thing isn't moving. We need two guys to go push the Zamboni with two of their guys. And in my head, I'm like, no, this is their rink. They should have four guys push their Zamboni. And of course we got two freshmen they hop up quicker than ever faster than i've ever seen them move on ice they know the cameras are rolling they so they hop on and i'm like oh my god like no way this is happening right now i wonder if they were like they're sitting in the ohio locker room and they're like all right it's probably gonna take four guys well if we're about to play these guys we should even it out like have two of their guys have two of our guys and push <laughs> right it. yeah and you know some of our kids they loved it and you know in my head i'm like game on mode i'm like i'm not messing with the zamboni i'm in game mode i'm not saying names everyone knows who they are in our locker room these two dorky freshmen love them to death they're like we'll do it we'll do it and i'm like come on man they got their five minutes of fame oh yeah oh yeah and so they pushed it off the ice and then like how much longer did it take after that it was an absolute disaster we just played hockey on it we did not have a zamboni for the rest of the night no joke that's bizarre it was yeah so like would you play 20 minutes and then just like go to the locker room for 10 minutes i yeah i think we had our full intermission just with no clean ice so the third period, you're not even worried about like tape to tape passes. You're just trying not to break your ankle on a route. You know, like it was literally it was, shitty hockey. It was like, insane. And, you know, by then as well there, it's not even it's not <laughs> even a hockey game anymore between them and us. But we're just like, all right, let's try to get out of here with a healthy ankle and hope yeah. hope the ice is ready by tomorrow. And it was. But uh, yeah, that first game, the ice was a nightmare. So you mentioned earlier, did you play 100 games? I played exactly 100 games. In my four seasons, three seasons being played with the COVID season. Okay, so you guys didn't play at all during COVID? We did not play one game. Was there like any hope or was it just like you guys kind of knew? Yeah, so there was hope. So we had our regular tryouts. So whatever, the team was called. We had our team. We started practicing, you know, I think September-ish. And so we were going one week at a time or like, you know, maybe three weeks close to a month where our school was like telling the club sports, all right, next month we'll start our regular rotation of games. You guys can travel, whatnot. A month would pass. They'd be like next month. And we believe them every time, you know, okay, next month we got it. And we're seeing slowly like Grand Valley cancel games and they were in our league. So we're like, okay, shoot, they're going down. That's one less team for us to play. So another month comes and our school's like, okay, next month, you know, we mean it this time. So now it's December. And, you know, we have, we're three months of practices in. The more we go, the less practices we have because we're like, let's save money. We don't know when we're starting. So when... But you guys were like full on full team practices. Yeah. Coaches on the ice. Every morning, coaches on the ice. Every even end of every practice, we're like one day closer to this one month ending for three months. And then so we hit December and they're like, we're done for the year. So everyone's like, come on, you know, we could have been not doing that as fun as it was, but you know, we were whatever. So I think we had like one more week of come if you want, don't if you don't, and we'll have fun, celebrate the end of the year together. You just like went home for Christmas break? Went home for Christmas break. And I, I, I 
think that was the end of it. Maybe we had some like January <laughs> skates, but yeah, we had not a single game my junior year. That's bizarre. I yeah. Mean, so we kind of did the opposite. I think I've told it a couple times, so I'll just say it briefly, but like we were not allowed to practice. And then like, it was like in January, we'll reevaluate by November. This like at this point, the school wasn't budging on like, you couldn't travel a hundred miles to play a game. Okay, and like yeah. at that point, it leaves us like Oswego state RIT. Both of them had already canceled their seasons. Yeah. We sat down with our coaches and we're like, we, we don't, well. we don't want to do what you guys went through and just like yeah. keep pushing it off. Yeah. And I know there was a handful of other schools. We like, I watched URI release their schedule and then they feel like a month later, they'd be like, here's the updated schedule. For when <laughs> yeah. the season and so starts. there's two teams yeah, left. And they just didn't play. Yeah. Same thing with Stony Brook and like Delaware. I'm pretty sure did the same thing, but it's funny how like every school had something different, but that is crazy. So with your 100 games, did that include your D3 games? It did. It did. I Yeah. I keep saying I think. I know I played 11 <laughs> games. I know I played 11 games on D3. The 89 other were on the D1 team, which was cool. I was proud of it because it had not one healthy scratch, not one injury, never sick for a game. I played 100% of the games I was able to be rostered for. And my last playoff game of senior year was my 100th game, which wow. was... I thought was pretty cool. Rewinding, I guess we skipped over this story, but one day we're at Camp Winterdew for staff orientation. And at this point, like, I don't really know anybody. Like, there's just like the kids that I'm sleeping with for staff orientation because we're like sleeping in like kids' bunks until they show up. Bunk beds. Yeah. It was like, I think it was the second or third day. And I get to breakfast and uh, I'm wearing a Bruin shirt because I, I pretty much just worn Syracuse stuff since I stepped foot. I was like, that's going to be my conversation. So right. I'm just going to tell people like I'm from, I go to Syracuse because there's so many Cortland people here. Yeah. And um, so I sit down at breakfast with my Bruins shirt on and you looked at me and you were like, Oh, like, are you a Bruins fan? Are you like a hockey guy? And I was yeah. like, Oh no, no, no. I'm like a hockey guy. And then you're like, Oh cool. Cool. At a corner of my ear, I hear like, did you hear what happened to Iowa state? There's only like a niche amount of, <laughs> yeah. there's like a select community that knows about like Iowa State hockey. So like my ears snap and I'm just like, are you guys talking about Iowa State's club hockey team? And you're like, yeah, like that's pretty crazy, right? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I put two and two together. I was like, the only way that these two guys at the end of the table could know about this is if they follow the hockey house. Yeah. So I, was, I look at John, I was like, do you know, like the hockey, do you follow the hockey house pod? And you were just like, yeah, man, like that. I, yeah. I can't really remember. I think from there. I said, I'm like, dude, yeah, it is so great for ACHA hockey. Like, <laughs> the person's a mastermind. You know, like, he's putting this out on the map. And I was like, that's me. You were probably wearing something Western Michigan. I was like, oh, did you play at Western Michigan? And then from there on, we were like, all right, we got to do this at some point. I mean, at this point, it's 1140 at night and we've changed locations once already. <laughs> Des, my boss, we're the roller hockey staff here at Camp Winnedu. Kind of before we get back into the hockey talk, I guess kind of talk about how you ended up here, your background in like sports management and how that led you to here. Because it's a pretty cool place to work if you're like a college. I mean, most of the staff here play sports in college. Yeah, Western Michigan. I uh, studied my major as sport management and my coach got an email from this place, Camp Winnedu in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. They were just like, hey, we're looking for hockey guys. If you got any recommendations, send them our way. So at Western, you need uh 
600 hour internship that's part of your graduation qualifications and i was so down to just leave michigan leave illinois and just spend it somewhere not in the midwest because i've been there for 20 (laughs) years at the time when my coach sent this email about this place seven week overnight summer camp with every sport under the sun including roller hockey which you know that's all i cared about yeah like for those listening we legitimately have like a roller hockey rink it's not quite nhl sized but yeah it's all on it's what you need it's an unreal rink you're surrounded by the berkshire mountains playing roller hockey in this you know awesome spot you know i filled out the email i got filled out the application did my interview got the job so i landed here last year at in june of 2021 and so actually when i got here they were like hey we kind of don't have our head of roller hockey that we've had the last 10 years how do you and your your teammate, who was my teammate, Tyler Cray, that we came down together. And they're like, how do you feel about you two kind of splitting the head of the role? It didn't really seem like a choice. We were just like, okay, we're already here. We might as well just do what you're asking. We split the head of the role. We had two other employees, I guess you would call them, because we're all just friends or all college students. It's weird calling you calling me the boss and you're my employee or whatever. So we took the role we did the whole summer. We were head of roller hockey slash camp counselor. You know, it's an awesome gig. So when they asked me to come back this year, I was glad to accept. And it's awesome. I'm with eight through 16 year olds for six periods a day. Each period's an hour, depending on the skill level and the age level. We do different lessons with, you know, all roller hockey all day. It's as good as it gets. Yeah. The first day I came down there, you were like, I was like, well, I'm like kind of general. I'm like also kind of here for like social media. And you were like, well, like, do you want to be a roller hockey? I was like, yeah. It was like, well, I'll just make you here at roller hockey. <laughs> yeah. It's worked out since then. But no, it's it's been a good time down there. I know we touched on like the name and how that works. But in terms of like travel, like you t- mentioned going to Colorado. Was there anywhere else you guys got to go? Like you mentioned Grand Valley State playing them a bunch of times. I know you guys were in that, con- what is it, the Great Lakes Conference? Yeah, Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. Okay. Yeah, so kind of talk about the teams in that league, the travel, and what it was like throughout the season. Yeah, so my freshman and sophomore year, head coach wasn't our head coach in my second half of my career. So it kind of travel and basically everything in the program kind of swiveled, kind of felt like two different teams, both amazing, both were so fun. Two different presidencies. like Yeah, for sure, for sure. So my first two years with travel, funny enough, our head coach, he was our assistant coach. He was our GM. He was our bus driver. He owned our team bus. You know, he had the license. It was decked out Western Michigan stallions on the side, not Broncos, stallions. We called it the fridge. It was the sh- just a huge rectangle on wheels. If it was cold outside, it was cold in the bus. If it was hot outside, it's steaming in the bus. You know, we're doing homework with no outlets. Like, but it was awesome. We wouldn't trade it for anything. Is there a picture of the fridge? Like, do you have one? Probably exists. I could probably (laughs) get my hands on a picture of the fridge. But But uh, you've got to have like Snapchat memories of you guys. Oh yeah, like kids are on hammocks in you know like (laughs) from where we put our bags. They're swinging like yeah, it was a blast. So we basically drove anywhere we could in in our bus. Yeah. So my sophomore year, we flew to Colorado College and University of Arizona, and those were just you know, commercial flights. We were in the airport waiting in security lines as if you went on vacation. You know, yeah. we were doing all the stuff any citizen does. It's a it's a riot being in an airport as a club hockey yeah, team. Yeah, people, like, yeah, they're like, are you pro? We're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're, we bought this plane ticket just like you, you know. Well, that's the thing is like, even if you were, and this is not like a knock on Western, I think, but yeah. like, even if you were the NCAA team, if you're in the Tucson, is it, I'm assuming Tucson's the airport, I right? think, yeah. Right? Like if you're, if you're in Arizona, like people don't even know 
lower western Michigan right even exactly, though it's like yeah. exactly in the name like yeah like right. Russian, they're not going to be able to comprehend what you guys are but yeah. like that some of my most fun memories are being in the airport with the guys because it's just a riot yeah just traveling with that many people with that much luggage so that was like our heavy duty trips we just fly probably like most other teams in acha so my first two years we had the fridge it was hilarious you know we we knew how funny it was no one you know it was awesome but uh like i said junior year we didn't play anyone so we didn't travel and then senior year if we played a team like grand valley that's a 45 minute like in grand rapids from kalamazoo it's an hour tops and that's I think like Calvin, Eastern Michigan, Grand Valley, we would just drive ourselves, you know, we'd carpool as much as we could as little vehicles, but we were just driving ourselves. We get a coach bus, like we played Alabama at Alabama. So we just got the coach bus for the weekend, cruise that way, which was like to us, to all the older guys on the team, we were used to the fridge. So we're like, oh my God, we're living in paradise on this thing. But how was, uh, I mean, going down to Bama, like that's got to be an experience. I mean, you play all those teams in Michigan driving 45 minutes and now you're going down to Alabama and playing there. What was that like? Yeah, it was awesome. So both games, we lost by one goal, their game winning goal with less than a minute left, like 45 seconds and then maybe like 59 seconds, like both heartbreakers. But they were, it was as good as hockey gets, you know, like they were both awesome games. Atmosphere was awesome. We didn't really see much of their campus. I believe their rink is a hefty drive compared to, even though that like we were driving to our rink, it's 10 minutes down the road. Yeah, I think theirs was more than that. So we weren't really seeing their campus or anything, but uh, it was awesome get, seeing. Did like, they get a good crowd? I just like a normal ACHA game. Yeah. I don't think it was anything like they played a pretty big rink too. They got a huge rink. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. There was two Chicago kids on the Alabama team. So one kid actually, Johnny Shirelli. We were like cross checking after the play. He's a D man. I was a centerman, uh-huh. and you know whistle blows. We're like going at each other's wrists and stuff. And he's like Desmond. And I'm like, you know, who's this kid? You had no idea? No idea. We're, we were battling. And he's like, Desmond? I'm like, Johnny? We're like, we full on. We're like, what's up, dude? Like, it, <laughs> it was no joke. The first hockey team I've ever been on in my life. He was a part of that house league team in Chicago. And so it was like, we immediately were like, you know, drop the cross checking. And we're just like, how you been, dude? How are you at Alabama? How are you at Western? Like within our like skate back to the bench, we got as much in as we could. And, you know, after the game, it was crazy. So that was an awesome surprise. That's like an all time yeah, tummy was, sticks moment. It was just hilarious. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like. As I'm going back at him, Desmond, I was like, no way. Yeah, I don't even, like, I guess I don't really play, like, growing up for New Hampshire, like, I don't really play that many guys that, like, I played with. Like, right. once a year, I'll play a guy who I played prep school hockey with who plays at Niagara. I wish there was, like, a video of yeah, that. It, it was, was probably so funny. funny. Yeah. I'm even, like, telling my parents, I'm like, you guys remember Johnny Shirelli? They're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, I, I played him, you know, like, he's still out there playing. That's uh, Yeah, it was awesome. And you mentioned going to... University of Arizona, I mean, that is, they play in an AHL arena, which is pretty sick. And I know they get a huge crowd when Arizona State comes to town. What what was it like playing there? That was probably like the most professional I've felt as a hockey player. Like I hear the cotton candy guy yelling in the crowd during periods, you know, like they had concession stands rolling. They interviewed our captain. They played in the intermission on the Jumbotron. Like that felt like the real deal. Like, we were in showbiz like this is a legit club hockey team so that was awesome uh 
the guys were beauties too. I even remember they were like, what are you guys doing after the game? And like face off and we're like, nothing, you know, we don't know. We got our hotel. Like, dude, and, we're just a bunch of kids from the Midwest. Yeah, we're like, we have no idea going to bed early. You know, what are you guys <laughs> doing? You're from here. Like they were beauties. So that was fun. Yeah, they definitely had an awesome atmosphere. Top three, you know, awesome crowds I've played yeah. in, I'd say. In terms of like looking back, I think you just hit a couple highlights in terms of like road trips. Like what were some like wild games that looking back at your time at Western, like you're always going to remember? Definitely the first one that came into my head the second you even started the question. It was my first season. So freshman year, second semester, we played Davenport. They're in our league. So we play them, you know, two to six times a year, even, you know, sometimes yeah. those divisional teams, you just can't get away from them. Like I think the older guys on my team, they might have beat them a handful of times in their career. By this time in the season, we were like 0-3 against them. We had a W in overtime. so it, And it was still even the only game I won against them in my four years. So that was awesome. It was, uh, I don't remember what the score was, but we pulled it off in overtime. And I remember thinking in the overtime, it was the most back and forth. Like what you see NHL, like three on three. Like how when they're going they back first. Well, like, you know how, like, now in three on three overtime, they like, it's like all strategy and they like yeah. regroup the puck. It was, was just like, original nhl this overtime, was, like you know back and forth up and down one timer ice. glove save goalie pushes it out to the four two on one this way hits the post two on one that way we went back and forth for three minutes and our our captain just buried one of the like seven two on ones both teams had and i'm even on the bench i'm like get me out there i'm like <laughs> this is the sickest hockey game i've ever been a part of like it was too fun definitely that one's up there us and indiana tech we play every year we have a i-69 cup interstate 60 connects fort wayne's rink and our rink so uh, we have a best two out of three tournament every year even if it's not like a league game or anything we get them on the schedule now is that like uh if they take the first two is there just no third game or is there always three games on the schedule yeah i think if there's a sweep in the first two it ended right then and there and uh you know we got the trophy and everything the i-69 cup it's got both logos on it uh that's wild it's awesome i'm glad you brought that up indiana tech is one of those teams that we don't really cover a lot and literally every time they're just like we need more indiana like i'm glad like i've just never like i don't know it's just like such those naia schools like dearborn lawrence tech like yeah we don't really talk about them much but that's crazy and do, like i'm assuming like the boys get so fired up just to like see a trophy that's oh I-69 yeah 69 oh yeah yeah it's hilarious <laughs> yeah you know there's too many like late night gatherings where they have cups there you know people are you know all the fun stuff yeah so my first year it was already in our locker room so you know if they win obviously they take it if we win it stays so we're like boys it's here it's got to stay and this is a good squad we were good that year we're like we got to keep it we pulled it off we won my first year i think the game the second game was one nothing it was a one nothing game it was our rookie goalie played he had a shutout it was awesome we held on to it my sophomore year and this senior year they took it off our hands so good for them they got it i'm sure the boys will be back next year yeah. any attack um i mean they were really close to going on a run to nationals because they lost an ot to central oklahoma in the first round who went to the final who ends up going yeah. to the finals so you never know what they would have done but another thing i meant to ask you about is you guys went to buffalo this year right and played in the buffalo meltdown tournament yeah. which is a, a pretty good i mean you get to play an outdoor game basically like what was that like had yeah. you guys played in that before no that was my and our team's first time in that tournament i know it's already scheduled for the stallions this upcoming season so they get to do it again halloween weekend 
it was awesome. Not every game was played on that outdoor rink. They're like all the rinks in Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. So we played, I think we had two games, you know, at their classic indoor rink. And then it was like an industrial factory almost where yeah. their outdoor rink was like one I think side. It's, called, like, it's like the Riverworks. It's, yeah, it it's was right awesome. next to where the Sabres play. Yeah, it was awesome. It's like one side you got like total like whatever industrial factories, all that stuff. And then the other side, like you got the city with the sunset going. And it was awesome. We played Villanova. They were a great squad this year. So that was a fun game. Yeah, it's a good tournament. I would recommend yeah. any team that's trying to get into a fun tournament yeah. try to sneak their way into that. It's cool. I think the ACHA should do more of those because it's like you travel to one place and you play a bunch of teams that you probably wouldn't normally play. Yeah, for sure. Um, When I went to Buffalo and I did. I walked around the river works in the summertime, but did it smell like lucky charms in that area? <laughs> did you hear that? Uh, no. And I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. The, the general mills factory is oh, one of no those way. factories you can see in the distance. And people say that it like smells like lucky charms in Buffalo. That's, because that's where it is. And then they yeah. got the, they got like Labatt blue is right there yeah, too. Yeah. And then did, I don't know if I also hit up the, uh, they have a Sabres themed Tim Hortons right oh, no way. around the corner. I so, I mean, maybe the guys on the Stallions next year listening to this are going yeah. to have to hit up those spots. But... I guess we didn't do much wandering outside that like immediate <laughs> ring. But... Did you, did you rock eye black for that? No, and it was funny because it was a night game and some kids were still rocking <laughs> the eye black. We're like, that has nothing to do with the sun. That is for your Instagram. <laughs> like, we... Speaking of which, I'll give a shout out to Tony Larkin. We did a uh, a baseball night. Like the next most popular club sport at Syracuse is baseball because okay, Syracuse yeah. doesn't have hockey or baseball. Yeah, doesn't have men's hockey, we have women's hockey. But so we like teamed up with a baseball team, and like it was funny. Like we had the photographers like take photos of us walking in, or like we're all wearing baseball jerseys, yeah. and like we played baseball music, and like we had a student section for the night because it was all the baseball guys. Yeah, and we had guys on our team wear eye black during the game just to be <laughs> yeah. like goobers. Just and, to yeah. Have it. yeah, exactly. So they did it for the same reason. Yeah, our locker room beforehand, the guys are asking the people next to them. They're like, "Are you gonna wear it?" And they're like, "Well, if you do, you know." I'm like, "No, the sun's already yeah. set. Like, I'm not wearing eye black." And then you know, you still got the guy doing the two stripes. Yeah, which was fun. You know, it was I awesome. mean, why not? You're playing yeah. outdoors. Yeah, for the first time in yeah. our season, like. Or career, even yeah. yeah. What else haven't we touched on yet? I mean, who who are like some of your favorite teammates from Western? Like guys that you're just like, oh, like in in ten years you'll be telling people about these guys in the locker. Oh my room. god, yeah, so many. I've had uh, roommates for two years. Were John Mears and Justin Thayer. They were uh, in my rookie class. So when I came up to my freshman year, they were the rookies alongside me. And we had Brendan Oson was my roommate for a year. He's back in Minnesota now the elder guys who did a fifth year. So, you know, they were older than me when I came in, but we had senior night together. So, you know, we had Kyle Berry and Luke Keel. Those guys were awesome. Alex Hufford was our president for the, basically the whole time I was there. He was VP right as a freshman and then uh, took presidency the whole time after that. He was unreal, but uh, too many names to even keep track yeah. of, you know, the, the seniors when I was freshman, like still think they're like the almighty, like coolest people ever. Like, yeah. Too many, like, you know, you know how it is. Every yeah. team has got every, you know, beauties everywhere. Any, we've touched on a, a handful of crazy stories. Anything we haven't touched on, we've touched on, like, the Olympia, the trips, yeah, the Stallions name, anything that, that you can think of. Because I've even heard a couple stories tonight that you haven't mentioned to me in the three yeah. weeks that we've known each other at this point. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I wish something would pop out right yeah, like off yeah. the top of my head, but nothing that's screaming right now. 
you started your career as captain. Yeah. They take the C off and then you were able to finish your career as, as captain as the division one team. Like what was that like? At what point in your career did you get named captain? And what was it like kind of like getting the C on your jersey again? Um, yeah, it was awesome. So we had a new coach role in the beginning or the off season after my sophomore year. So starting junior year, you know, we were doing like Zoom calls over, you know, over our laptops and whatever, saying hi. I've been here two years. Hi, I'll be your coach, whatever, blah, 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 all that stuff. And uh, so to start my junior year, we had a few practices and this was the COVID season. So we knew we weren't starting right away. We just had a classic, write your top three votes for captain on this piece of paper. We'll tally them <laughs> up and we'll see what we get. You know, shout out to the boys. John was Desmond was the number one vote. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I was honored. It was awesome. Um, surreal too. You know, I'm, I was just a junior with like, fifth year guys on my team i'm like it could have gone to anyone same thing my next year i think uh holding on to it my junior year they they relayed it but uh yeah coaches had uh confidence in me so that was awesome it was awesome having it the three of four years but technically we didn't play my junior year with and so like as we wrap things up here like i think we have a blast throughout the day like oh, just yeah. interacting with these kids but we see like a lot of all well, these kids don't understand like what level of college hockey we played at. Right. Not my favorite thing to do is like people are like, "Oh, you played Syracuse? Like, is, isn't that D one?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is D one." And then like leave it at right. that. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll stop there. Yeah. Exactly. And so a lot of these kids or a handful of them like play triple A. And I just like, I personally like can't stand the 11 year old kids that play triple A because like they don't really know what that is. Right. And so from your perspective, you started playing. I mean, pretty late. Yeah, Third grade yeah. is 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 not very late, but it's like For later hockey, than most people that make it. As far as you made in it, the hockey world, yeah. That's um, what were I mean? Kind of like what would you say to maybe a kid at Winnedu that's like just getting into hockey and like yeah. doesn't really know and, and knowing what you know now. Yeah, know. for sure. I always think, obviously, like you said, I think there's no, uh, you know, good for you if you're playing AAA. That's awesome. Try go, you know, all the way to the NHL. Without that, like, I didn't play, I wouldn't even call it competitive hockey until I was a freshman in high school. That's already 14 years old. So going up to AA when I was 15, my sophomore year of high school, I'm like, oh my God, there's hockey teams my age where I could get cut from. I didn't even know that existed because I'm just playing house league. I didn't even know what was out there. So, uh, and I think if I went the AAA route, the junior route after high school, you know, I think fate, I would have ended up at Western Michigan anyway. Like, because all my opponents and teammates, they did those routes too. Yeah. To anyone out there, you know, not playing AAA, no sweat. I think you'll end up where you're supposed to be. There's people watching all levels of, you know, if you're playing house league or double A or whatever, like there's people for the next level, you'll get to where you're supposed to end up, I think for sure. Yeah. It's it's so weird looking back on it now. It's like if I had like known about the ACHA like earlier, like yeah, I would have looked at like I love Syracuse, but I probably would have looked at a lot more schools. Yeah, like, I didn't I, even I just know, had no idea. Yeah, I didn't even know about the ACHA. I think even while I was graduating high school, I was like, I don't even know what this means, but they play hockey. You and just you, know that if you go to Western, there's gonna be there's a hockey, hockey team that you teams. Can play on. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even. It was it's so much and. Yeah, for sure. I think no reason to fret if you're not on the team you think you should be on. You'll end up where there's hockey teams everywhere and you'll end up playing yeah. at a level you want to. Well, I mean, that that wraps it up. I mean, sweet. Yeah, dude. Can... Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is this is good. I, I think uh, I don't know the in-person interview. I think we, we, we nailed fun. it. Yeah, I think so, too. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll see you bright and early at the roller <laughs> hockey rink tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs>